Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Liquid bleach, liquid bleach, Clorox makes clothes bright. But what about these cloudy wine glasses? Add glass cleaner to my cart. Adding Clorox disinfecting bleach to your cart. What? No, for glassware. Clorox can also make glassware sparkle, keep flowers fresh, and remove chocolate, wine, all your usual stains. Rude. Clean anything with the versatile Clorox disinfecting bleach. Discover more hacks at Clorox.com learn. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. What's going on, guys? What's up, Mike? Uh, it's been a minute. How have you been? I've been all right. Been fucking super busy, and then I went on vacation. You know what? Yeah. It's the summer after a goddamn pandemic. We're allowed to take as many weeks off as we want. We don't get paid for this shit. Well, we owe it to our uh, our clients. <laughs> To keep on a regular schedule, Dude, you know, no. when you make this kind of money, you know, you have to live up to expectations. So, well, uh, you know what, youngsters, we're really sorry. If you want to have us be more consistent, then just make it the fall because we'll be better in the fall. Will we? Like an, I don't know. That sounds like an emo song, doesn't it? We'll be better in the fall. Yes. <laughs> How, uh, how's that? That's my favorite uh, promise ring song. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking pussies. Um, how's everyone, how's everyone been? It's been, you know, three or four weeks. Mike went to Savannah. It's exciting. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. That's a lovely place. My, uh, my mother recently relocated there and, uh, I highly suggest everyone go there in the winter. Don't go there in July because it'll be 100 degrees, 100% humidity, but it was still nice. It'll be as hot as Woodstock 99 is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, even hotter. Yeah, without all the rape. Did you um, go to uh, Paul, <clears throat> Paula Dean's restaurant? I don't go to that racist bitch's restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. I, uh, I did go to a place called Alligator Soul, and I ate antelope, which Saw was that. delicious, by wow. the way. Really, it's almost like it's it's like beef, except on the finish, you get that little tiny bit of gaminess, and it's just a little really lighter. It was very good, and I had candied alligator, and candied that place alligator. is amazing. Yeah, how was that? 
That's really good. Have you ever eaten alligator before? I haven't, and I'm boycotting K's since they weren't open on Tuesday that last. <laughs> do they have ga- actual gator, or do they no. just call it that? I think they have actual gator there. Oh, okay, I've had it deep fried. Uh, it was really greasy, but this was candied, so it was like it kind of was like uh, it had you know it had like a brown sugar molasses kind of thing going. And people are like, gator, it's just like chicken. It's not, it's, it's gator. And so it, it has like a gator to me has almost like a, like a tuna taste okay. to it. Makes sense. With, with like a poultry thing, go, some kind of gamey bird or something like that. Um, that. that was great. Yeah. See, Went to the Telfair Museum, saw some beautiful works of art. See any ghosties? Huh? See any ghosties? No, no, I know. Yeah, it's allegedly like the most haunted city in America, but not a lot of ghosts. <clears throat> yeah, I've been to Savannah. It's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really pretty. Did you see ghosts, Russ? No, we went on like a tour, but yeah, we did, did any that of those a few years ago. Bl- pop out of the wall and blast off a huge cum shot. <laughs> yeah, they did a couple of them. Russ, are you up for this? <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally serious. It's like, you <clears throat> sound real, real. Like when you said you were sick, I was like, oh, that, that sucks. But you sound like super, super sick, man. I mean, are you, yeah, do you, you sound like shit. Do you want to, yeah, no, do you want to wait a day? I'm and get definitely some, sick, but do you want to wait a day and get some rest and see if it's, if it's good tomorrow? I've been trying to rest and haven't had much luck. So, okay. Um, if you only, yeah, if you're can, up for it, man, I don't want to no, make I you do this if you don't feel good. I don't, I don't mind. It's fine. We can run. Russ okay. confided in me that talking about Neil is like restful slumber to him. So, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't um, want to like bum everyone out, but I'm I'm good. I'll be all right. Well, it's a Neil Young podcast, so <laughs> someone's going to get bummed out at some point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, even Neil. Neil's pretty bummed out. Yeah. You see, got you guys see that lineup for Farm Aid? Yeah, yeah that I'm looks sure really good. Did you guys get tickets? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm going to see pretty if I expensive. can. Sn- snake some from somebody somewhere well i don't i don't I, the lineup looks great but we're we're go we're playing the side stage for the outlaw show and it's like half the people there are just at the outlaw show a few weeks after so i know is this is this an outlaw country show or is this the actual outlaws no it's oh, willie country. nelson <laughs> oh it's willie nelson willie margo sturgill so so there's not going to be a 20 minute green grass and high tides. I mean, I'm hoping there will be. That's somebody should. You guys should do that. I'm, it, yeah. So we're playing that September 10th up in uh, it's Guilford, New Hampshire. It's at the Pavilion up there. Oh, nice! Just, just the side stage. Oh, that was is, the, the last place you played with Willie, right? Yes, yes, and fairly bittersweet because we were supposed to do the main stage right before the pandemic, and you know, whatever. We don't need to talk about it. It's going to make me and Russ cry. But we're doing the side stage, which is great, and then. The next day, I'm flying to Chattanooga to go see uh, the Moon River Festival with my wife. Dude, 140 bucks for tickets. Wilco, Dr. Dog, Dawes, mm. the Indigo Girls, Mipso, Lake Street Dive, uh, and like, like a shit ton of other bands that I'm forgetting. But uh, And because we're flying on September 11th, tickets are wicked cheap. <laughs> Is that a thing? Really? People don't want to fly on September 11th? Apparently, because our tickets were like, like I want to say $94 a piece. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So, Round trip? Yeah. <clears throat> That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's crazy. That's really good. Yeah. So I'm pumped. 
Uh, although you're I gonna be, you're going to be in the Noog. I've never been. Have you been? No, no. I know a woman from Chattanooga. She hates it. Really? Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, if Wilco's going to be there, it's going to be a much better place. I've never seen Wilco live. So I'm very excited. Oh man. So I'm pretty yeah. I bet they're great. Yeah. I, and I, the last time I saw Wilco live was with Neil. Oh really? Yeah. Over at the DCU center. And nice. th- they were friggin' amazing. No matter what Bill Janovitz says from Buffalo Tom when we interviewed him. That's right. They were noodling him. No, they weren't. Hey, fucking Wilco, dude. You <laughs> shut up. Shut, shut up, up, your Bill. Buffalo Tom mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, sorry that we couldn't do this one live, boys. I guess it, it, it worked out because Russ is sick. But uh, yeah, then we all get I, sick. I wouldn't have been able to do that anyway. We had a uh, little cookout on the fourth here, and uh, a bag of trash got left here in my garage, and mm-hmm. not in the not in the studio, but in the garage. And the flies were out of control. Like I had those fly strips, I had to buy those, and they filled up. But I never thought to check in here. And then I walked in yesterday and it was, it was a nightmare. I think, I think a, like an apple core got thrown in here or oh something. Oh God, was it, was it little David Briggs? Is he rotting in a corner of your garage somewhere? Mike, I don't know where little David Briggs is. I'll be honest with you. Oh man. Yeah. I miss that dude. Really? So do you though? Cause this is the first Come time you brought him up in several episodes. <laughs> the also, fuck? Am I back? You, you never left. Yeah, you didn't leave. You are you sure you're up for this, man? Are you drinking like, are you drinking the DM? Are you like tripping out on the fucking, what is, what is, uh, the Cizerp? <laughs> you get the Cizerp going? I've heard the Cizerp is really good. I've heard that too, but I, I'm afraid of cough medicine. You know what? Next live podcast, we do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> little Cizerp on the rocks. Yeah. Did I really not go anywhere? Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, I could, you guys were gone for me and I switched my internet thing. Oh, you sure we weren't just extremely boring? Yeah, we're, we haven't last, talked about Neil yet. Last thing I heard was Luke say something about someone leaving a bag of trash. Oh my God. Jeez. Yeah. Well, it's crazy that. that that was there since you said the 4th of July. Yeah, so we were supposed to get it taken out. Uh, my in-laws had a dumpster and they came and took... Uh, other things but not that they didn't see the huge bags of trash in the corner but it's gone now the garage is cleared out mostly i there's a little home remedy i looked up you get a little squirt bottle oh shout out to squirt but not <laughs> not that kind of squirt but uh water and cayenne pepper you just spray it all over the places where the flies are oh no shit the next day yeah dude oh, that's, awesome. that's an awesome idea yeah it's great i didn't know that so I'm going to do that in here now, but I don't know. Like later. during the podcast? Yeah, during the podcast. Okay, cool. If, I, if you see me swatting and shit, there's there's just fucking ridiculous. And there's, of course, open cans of like fruity seltzer. So there's fruit flies. It's just a nightmare. Okay, so. that's none of mine, obviously. No, you no, no, were, no, no, no. You were drinking the, the girl drinks, all right? Oh, Does it on. make you feel better that I've moved up to Elysian uh, Super Fuzz? What what is that? I don't know. It's an IPA. It's oh, really? really? Yeah. At least it's a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. Well, <laughs> since we've uh, since we've since we've been gone. Since we've been gone. Yeah, rainbow. This is a rain now a rainbow <laughs> podcast. We've been gone that long. That's right. Um, I in the time we've been gone, uh, me and Russ recorded a EP. Won't be done wow. for a long time. We've still got a lot to do, but we did that. We played a bunch of house shows. I got drug tested. 
which was terrifying. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I passed. That's even more terrifying. Yeah. And, <laughs> and listen, youngsters, you're going to have to indulge us. We haven't talked to each other in a little while. Right. Uh, I just wanted to run this by you guys. This doesn't have anything to do with Neil. We're going to get to the two live albums. I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a conversation with a coworker the other day. I'm not going to mention his name. Okay. He told me, don't ask how this came up. It was just one of those work conversations. He told me he, uh, we were talking about <clears throat> types of underwear we wear. I mentioned I'm a proud boxer brief guy, have been for since, since high school. And uh, he goes, really? He goes, dude, I go commando. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Like he's been day. going commando for a while. That's just a thing. And then he's like, dude, a lot of people go commando. He's like, underwear. He's like, I'm telling you, once you, he said, a good hot day with a cool breeze, you'll never go back to wearing underwear again. He said, it's. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been commando since. The late 80s. Is this real? Absolutely. You're not fucking around? No. I have underwear that I use when I have to wear a suit. I knew it. I knew Mike was going to be a commando guy. Oh, yeah. I have been forever. Really? In jeans and everything? I can't, I can't go back. <clears throat> it's too, it, feels, it feels weird. It's too uncomfortable. It's too restrictive. You know, because I have such a huge package. Okay, now I know you're lying. No, no. I, I, I have been commando since college. For real? Uh, that came out of not doing my laundry. So, uh, but then I, I couldn't go back to wearing underwear under my pants. So it's just too, too uncomfortable. Let me tell you the part that blew my mind. Okay. Cause commando, whatever. And apparently there's like a whole bunch of people that do it. They like talk about it. Yeah. It's great. Love going commando. I know after I finish recording, Mike, you're going to ask me for this guy's name and number. So you guys can like, yeah. Cause I want him to join the, uh, the club. <laughs> the, here's the weirdest part. We have a locker room at work, obviously. Uh, he comes to work in underwear and then changes out of his underwear into just what? What? Why? I don't know. Isn't what? that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Why does that, he come I don't get to it. work? I don't know. At least he's not a nude. Never nude? And he, did, and he took off his pants. I never nude? I never, never nude. And he had, a, he had yeah. jean shorts under it. <laughs> Luke went as Tobias one year, I think. <laughs> With the jean shorts? Yeah, yeah, for Halloween. It was great. Did you paint your face blue? Yeah, I did. No, I, I got one of those uh, Charlie <laughs> Kelly blue suits. You know how he has the green man? I got, yes. I got blue man, and then I just wore the jean shorts over it. <laughs> I blew myself. All right, let's hit the theme song. Okay. Yeah, I gotta here. Hold on a second. He's like Joe Rogan getting in the ice bath. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> oh, what did he say? <laughs> the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm leaving. I'm leaving that in. Welcome to Long May You Young, the uh, only Neil Young podcast until those lousy Canadians that threatened up with starting up another Neil Young podcast. Neil Young podcast start one too. So (laughs) whatever you guys, you know, we're waiting on it, whatever it may be, it's only going to be worth half of this one because it's Canada. 
Uh, oh, good job with the Stanley Cup, by the way. So, uh, welcome. We talk about Neil Young's uh, catalog. We go through the whole musical catalog. We talk about his movies. We have interviews. Everything Neil right here. You can uh, get with us on uh, Twitter, at Long May You Young. Same thing on Instagram, at Long May You Young. We're also on Facebook, and we always post to the Neil Young subreddit. So you can get us there and communicate with us there, too. And my name is Mike Shu, along with Luke and Russ Condon from the band Town Meeting, who hey. you should... See, and if you are listening uh, outside the New England area, uh, you should listen to them on whatever streaming service that they're on because they're awesome. Uh, do Bandcamp because that way you can buy their stuff. You're, yeah. You guys are on Bandcamp, right? We are, yeah. and we have some stuff exclusive to Bandcamp. We're starting to release live nice. stuff because uh, we're slowly breaking into this year. We're doing a lot of house shows because they pay more, and uh, we're just trying to get our bearings back because no one's played live music for a fun right year and a half i know best way, the best way to support us though is to do uh join our patreon yeah not, not the podcast the podcast doesn't have a patreon but not john yet. Locke, who's a listener is a supporter of town meetings patreon so yes. we appreciate that awesome so there you go we uh we talk neil and uh and we talk about other things like football movies and underwear and Going occasionally commando. we talk about semen <clears throat> yes. uh so there you go would and, you say occasionally uh, occasionally now not it, it used to be every episode That's true but it's only you know i don't know it's hard because we've only we, we've become bi-weekly or tri-weekly at this point so <laughs> it's um, just for the summer i think this is quad yeah. quad weekly it's quad weekly all right it's just for the summer we apologize yeah. for that but my job's gotten really busy and these guys like they said the band's starting up again so yeah, we're recording you know and people are going on vacation it just fucking right. it's the summertime if you right. don't like it venmo each of us two thousand dollars and we will go uh, weekly for the rest of the summer. I think that's a fair amount. Yeah, I think that's, I think a good, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very fair for what you're getting, which is a lot <laughs> because we're the only one out there. Yeah, okay, I mean, so I'm we fucking, can charge that. I'm fucking sick and I'm doing this shit for yeah, you. Yeah, see? So he needs $2,000 just to buy some friggin' NyQuil. Okay, yeah. that shit's expensive, man. Russ, start a GoFundMe for some Sizzurp. Yeah. Sizzurp, yeah, I know. That sounds interesting. I don't know about that stuff. We'll ask, uh, what's his name? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Oh, Lil that, Wayne's a Cesar oh, yeah, King. Yeah. And look how well he's doing, right? Yeah, he's Who says the drugs don't work? Also, All right, so tonight or, tonight, or today or whatever time you're listening, we're going to talk about uh, the first two releases from Neil's uh, archive series. Were these the first ones? These were the first two. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he kept talking about the archive. He's been talking about the archive since I think Decade came out. Yeah. And... Uh, and so, it's, you know, everyone thought it was going to happen, but instead he started releasing stuff piecemeal. And uh, these were, the, I believe, live at the Fillmore East, 1970, came out first. Mm -hmm. or, and then Massey Hall, or is it the other way around? I think you got it right. I th uh, no, 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 it was Massey live at Fillmore Was it Massey East. first? Live at Fillmore East was 11-14-2006, and live at Massey Hall was 03-13-2007. Okay, so yeah, the the, the so film yes, war came film out war first. Was, was well, yes. So and do you want to start? Do do you want to start with that one? Well, um, I feel like we can kind of dip into both. Which one did you guys like more? We've had a decent amount. Did you did yeah, you listen tough. to them? I think I, I, I think didn't. I, I didn't get a chance all. to listen to either of them because we just didn't have enough time in between episodes. <laughs> 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 That's a classic shoe. Uh, no, fuck. Fuck you, answer. 
It's been uh, it's been too long. Whatever. I have to say, Massey Hall is one of the finest live recordings. I love him. Yeah, I, I have ever listened to yeah. in I my think life. I, I definitely go Massey as well. Now, let yeah. me ask you this. Massey or Young Shakespeare? Massey. Probably really? Massey. Yeah. And I know they're similar, and um, and he's in fine voice in both. But you know what it really comes down to for me is the re- the recording quality is phenomenal. David yeah. Briggs yeah, recorded right. these shows during this Journey Through the Past tour he did um, and it sounds, it's just so, it sounds beautiful. And yeah. then when you listen to it on high res on the archives, yeah. holy yeah. shit, you can hear him like moving his fingers on the keys and just handling the instruments. And it just, you get the entire feel of the show, but it's, I think it's just beautifully recorded and yeah, Neil is in strong voice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say, um, <clears throat> It was very refreshing um, to kind of dip into these. And I've been loving his albums, uh, 90s into now, you know, with a few, like, are you passionate exceptions? Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, like, really enjoying these, uh, like, his newer stuff more than I thought I would. But these, it was really kind of refreshing to go back to the past, to hear him, like, he did, like, what the fuck is the song that was unreleased on Massey? Bad Fog um, Loneliness. Yeah. Um, fucking great song. And even him doing um, the the song he opens with, the Buffalo Springfield song. On the Way Home. On the Way Home. Mm. Be, in Far better than yeah. the Buffalo Springfield version, in my humble opinion. No, I agree with you, Shu. I think the like recording quality and just uh, how you can really hear everything and his voice is fucking exceptional. And uh, he's just like, he's just there. He's just in it. And to me, the wildest thing that made it so emotional was like trying to imagining, like trying to imagine being there and hearing Mm. songs for the first time, you know, like when I was listening and he's explaining old man and stuff. And I'm like, this audience has never, (laughs) never heard this. Right. It's like nine of the 17 songs on there were unreleased at the time. And, and I think that's the, one that, of the great things about Neil is that he's not afraid to throw it out there. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of especially these days, a lot of artists don't want to do that because they just want to try to keep people in the seats. And yeah, so that, this was like that was right before Harvest. Yes, this so, was in between, so his big success yeah. at that point was basically after the Gold Rush. I mean, everybody knows this is nowhere as well, but no, after the Gold Rush, yeah, because at that like point he was in Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, and so his name was out there even more, and so when he right. put out after the Gold Rush, people, you know, more people knew who he was. But because I feel like his first record that we've talked about wasn't like a huge success. His first, you know, no, self wasn't very so. sexy. It wasn't funny or sexy. Yeah, or fun. <clears throat> and then I don't, I, I don't know how much we talked about with, with um, everybody knows this is nowhere, but I imagine most people were just kind of like confused. So then, like after the Gold Rush was like his real big thing that was. Right, and then right. although the response, along, if you judge by the response <clears throat> for the Af- for the everybody knows this is nowhere stuff on on Massey, people knew it and loved yeah, it, it did seem like yeah, people knew it yeah, um, but I think obviously the after the Gold Rush stuff got the biggest sort of response. Yeah, that was still fresh, and it wouldn't be yeah. it would be like a year I think until Harvest came out 
So he was yeah, doing these songs. Imagine that. That's, I know. I think wow. that's so awesome. That's and so I was doing crazy. the same thing. Russ, I was sitting there listening to it wherever I was in the I was getting emotional, whatever. man. I, was like, I know. And I was thinking, God, <laughs> he's telling the story and he plays this yeah. song. And it's just like, wow. And it's such a great song. I mean, but it's hard. It's hard to keep the perspective. It is because, you, you know, it's, it's burned into our consciousness, our, yeah. our culture, our everything. But like. I'm just trying, I was literally doing it like a meditation, like trying to think, imagine being someone in that audience and have never heard these songs, mm. you know? And then, yeah. and then like in a time traveling vampire way being like, oh, I fucking heard that shit before, you know, like that's just, that's crazy. So that's pitch so fo- crazy. Pitchfork, who I, I, I kind of, I think is hit or miss, but they wrote a little, a really cool review. And I wanted to read this one part of it about um, Massey. They said the January 1971 tour fell between Young's after the Gold Rush album, where his folk origins had started to seep back in amidst the overdrive of songs like Southern Man and 1972's Harvest, the warm country rock crossover that won him his great greatest commercial success. Many of the Harvest songs show up in this set still dripping from their c- compositional birth and stripped of their eventual Nashville pageantry, their surprisingly morose with its plucky banjo and Lin- Linda Ronstadt slash James Taylor backing vocals, Old Man shows itself to be more about the horror of growing old alone than country comfort. And the eventual mega hit Heart of Gold is tossed off as the bridge to a stripped bare version of A Man Needs a Maid, one of Young's most painfully mi- misanthropic songs. Yeah, that was something I definitely wanted to talk about was how wild is it that that comes in in, yeah. in, the, in A Man Needs well, a Maid. I just yeah. I I I like this review a lot because I think it's true. You you and I, obviously I love Harvest. Harvest is fucking awesome, but it really there are the versions he does of the newer stuff. Newer stuff, but you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. like old old man, especially it feels really sad in a way See, that the the other I didn't one get that really. I don't get that from old man. Okay. I get from what I get from old man. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I, I interpret old man, but it's like, to me, it's um, the old man scoffing at him because he makes uh, you know, what was the thing that we read that, you know, he's, I can't believe you get paid a million bucks for two to three minutes of work or whatever like that. So I thought that was the old, that song was kind of a reaction. Like, you know, like, yeah, I'm not so different than you, mm. you know, like I, I work hard. And at the end of the day, I just want to have, you know, someone by my side and, and, you know, all that stuff. So I, see, I never got that about old man, this whole, like, Oh my God, I'm going to die alone. Maybe, I never, never maybe, got that. Maybe it was a vibe thing. I just, the hearing it in, I love the version, the radio version. I love it. I love the James Taylor, Linda version. Yeah. But the, uh, something about just him playing acoustic on, not just that song, a lot of these songs, it really like, I don't know. I think I, I I got a lonely vibe from that. I got a, I got a, I got a time traveling vibe from that. I got a, he could see himself as an older man. I don't know. I just, I, I liked, I liked Massey Hall a lot and, and not to take away obviously from Fillmore, but I really, really liked Massey. I don't know. To me, I, 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 I don't, I think when I was listening, I was just so trying to put myself in the shoes of the, of the audience and I what I heard when I hear something like old man from these record that recording is oh this is a young dude 
who every people are realizing he's one of the greatest of all time. Like you're, you're experiencing, this is someone who, this is like, you're not thinking about the sadness or loneliness necessarily. I mean, if you guys are, I totally get it or whoever wrote that article. But for me, I was like, Oh, you're hearing a genius. Like this song is, this is a genius song. You didn't get, you're hearing like you're hearing to me. I'm hearing like, Oh, this kid is not fucking around. You know, like, this is an amazing songwriter. This is probably one of the greatest songwriters of our time. I hear, I hear the audience being like, oh, this, this, this kid is, uh, is another Bob Dylan. This, this is another Woody, you know? Like, I just hear them being like, wow, fucking that, this, this dude isn't, isn't, you know, he's, he's coming at us with some f- incredible songs right now. Yeah, you know? no, I definitely got that. But the, there was a lonely <clears throat> theme to this. And I don't necessarily, but I mean, even, God, a man needs a maid. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, I know now he, see that, to me, that, first of all, I prefer this version than the one on Harvest. I think the, the Jack Nietzsche production is just totally non, overblown the, on Harvest. Yeah, the non-Jack yeah. Nietzsche. Yeah, the non-Jack Nietzsche versions of those songs are usually the ones I like, but... Yeah, I mean, if you have a song like that one, yeah, you know, yeah, that sounds like he's in his he's in his like you know rock star mansion or ranch, you know, and he's just pining over. It's like I, I can't find anyone to love. I'm too famous, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or it's just I can't figure it out because you know right now you know I'm I'm going through things right now that I didn't expect, you know. But I love how he put Heart of Gold on the end of that. Yeah, I like that. I think that's great. It's like I'm, I'm lonely. The, I hate people, the lyric, but the lyric up too. Yeah, he did. I don't. I didn't yeah. catch that. I don't know how I didn't catch that, but I didn't catch it. Hold on, Russ. I'm doing a cough. Jesus break. Christ, Russ. You gonna be all right, man? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he uh, changed the lyric up in "In a Man Needs a Maid." Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, he says a man instead of. Um, uh, he says, yeah, afraid, afraid. A man oh, yeah. feels afraid. Oh, right. I caught that. I thought you meant in the heart of gold. Break no, no, no. In, in uh, yeah, no, I caught that. He's saying afraid uh, instead of a maid. But I think that that's, I think I, I like that combination because he's going through this thing where it's like, you know, I'm lonely here in my castle, but then it's like, there's a positive thing. Yeah. Tacked on to the end of that. Of that misery. It makes such a good, yeah, it's such a great version. Yeah. Um, Can I read a few? So I posted these albums on Facebook and we can just intermingle shit as we. Sure. Yeah. Um, Knives Millions says the live at Massey Hall album is one of my favorites. Love the version of See the Sky About to Rain two years before he recorded it for the OTB sessions. Stoked for this episode. And then Joel. Uh, from the uh, Neil Young Canadian posting uh, Facebook group, a.k.a. the trader who's about to start his own Neil Young podcast mm-hmm. in French. Bring it. <laughs> Just kidding, Joel. We love you. Um, he says, the last solo in Cowgirl is rad as fuck. You can really smell the horse on that one, plus some rust and sand in his guitar, which I think is cool. And then he said, Massey Hall is just gorgeous. His voice is so high and powerful, and his playing is divine. He's really at the top of his game right there. My favorite part is when the crowd, who's been really quiet and respectful throughout the whole show, starts to get overwhelmed by the performance. 
and they ask for Down by the River after some many new incredible songs. Neil just drops his E string to D and plays the song. And then when he sings the first line and people realize it, they go ape shit. Uh, and then he just writes goosebumps every time. He does that on Don't Let It Bring You Down, too. He like tunes it down. Yeah. And just goes right into it. And it's, not, it's so smooth. It as sounds a, amazing. As a guitar player, I'm jealous of Neil's ability to just tune on stage. Right, um, to just do that. <laughs> I'm bad at tuning. I'll admit it. I'm a bad tuner. And I'll just play with shitty tuning rather than try and tune on stage. But no, I, I agree with that. Although, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm over the Down by the River acoustic version. It's just me personally. Really? I think the one on Massey's fantastic. It's I'm good. glad he doesn't try to do... You know what's great about the, the, the two albums here, the Fillmore and Maskey Hall, is that you realize that he's not just... These aren't just acoustic versions of the songs. Like, he's right. redoing the whole song to fit the atmosphere, to fit the, the, what he's doing on stage. Mm. And so it's, you know, Down by the River's short. He keeps it short. I love the way he just ends it right off like that. Yeah. You know, he just kind of cuts it off at the end. Yeah, no, I don't dislike it. I just think it's such a good, it's so good on Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere and on Fillmore. It's, that version is so fucking good. That's just such a great song to fucking jam to. And I just mm. love, I love every cover I've ever heard of it. I just think people's interpretation of it is great. And it's, I don't know. Since we're talking about the Fillmore, can you cue up a part of one of the solos in, in Down by the River? If you know where it is, yeah. I sure can. Let Go to 642. Hold on. Let me do my music or sound share only. Now, let's see. Spartify. All right. Uh, this is on Down by on Fillmore. Yeah. And you said 640... 642. All right. So much great stuff going on in there. I love the weeping guitar. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like she's pleading with him not to shoot her. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I hear in that part of that song with that yeah. just weeping guitar. And it's also how about fucking Billy Talbot? Jesus, keeping that song. He is the real anchor in that song. Yeah. yeah. And then the interplay between Neil and Danny. Well, I was gonna say, it's how wild is it to hear Danny like a whole yeah. And the way he played rhythm. Yeah. It's like Bob Weir. You know, he kind of like plays rhythm, but he figures out a way to keep it interesting. I would say, so, I would say Billy and tried. Ralph in that. I think they both just like, they held that shit. Like, and I yeah. think 
I think like the bass and the drum. I think I saw something that said the bass. And, every song you hear is just bass and drum, and then everyone else is just improvising to that, which is yeah. True. They're just keeping it. I love the sound of the drums on Fillmore. I don't know if it's because you know Briggs didn't produce it. It was um, who was that? It was the guy that was managing the Doors, wasn't it? I wrote this. It was down. like Paul Rothschild or one of those guys. Uh, a guy that had something to do with, or, or maybe the guy who was producing the Doors. Um. I think he was the producer on that, but the sound of the drums, they has this like boom thwack. Yeah. It's not like, like well, the toms I, and the kick drum are not tight. I don't know if it's the way he tunes yeah, yeah. Russ. It was or Paul, for, Roth, you know, Paul Rothschild. Paul Rothschild. Yeah. I think, yeah, he no, I think that's doors. probably, a, I think that's probably a Ralphie thing, man. He's he like, I love him, but he's, he, he's, he's pretty fucking sloppy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's but, sloppy, he's, but he he's, keeps time. He's he like, keeps, he, yeah, he keeps time. But he's no metronome. He's no Ringo. No, you know what I mean, like, but him Don't and Billy, that. I know what you're doing. Don't him do and that. Billy play really well together. Why can't you obviously. say he's no Ginger Baker? Why do you have to go Ringo? But uh, <laughs> because Ringo is one of the best metronome time drummers right. in all of master music. of the maker loop <laughs> suck it asshole you guys are not you don't believe he's like what you're him saying. and charlie watts man yes we do Luke, <laughs> yeah i'm a drummer he you plays to the song what he plays saying. what's needed to be played <laughs> Dick. I, I i promise you even if i tried to do some of those beatles tunes i would fail yeah because paul mccartney did them <laughs> what Shut the fuck up, Luke. You're such an Asshole. idiot. You just hate Ringo. Why don't you go? Short. Why don't you go on you fucking? Why don't you go on fucking? Your favorite band sucks. Yeah. No, I won't. Didn't they do a Beatles episode? They must have done a Beatles episode. Yeah, that's Probably. their first one. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. Come on, swinging. Yeah. No, I couldn't. But yeah, I, I love the drum sound, and yeah, he's sloppy, but the sloppiness makes it swing. Oh, it needs you to know, be sloppy. It's like, you wouldn't. You don't want. Yeah. You don't want something else, really. Like I, I think when it comes to I'm, when it comes to crazy horse stuff, when it comes to right. the stuff that Neil does with the horse, you want it to sound like that. The, right. To me, a, a lot of of um, of uh, what is this one? Fillmore is is very sloppy and not produced, and is just like raw. And I mean, I don't know if it's it's not like it's not as sloppy and drunk as tonight's the night but it's it's pushing it well it's not as sloppy as who he's he's was playing with at the time you know he's playing with crosby stills and nash you know and or or any other you know who he plays with on harvest you know later on that's but that's what crazy horse is there for because they're not about getting it right they're about feeling it out yeah you know and getting into a groove and then just riding it yeah. Until they don't feel it anymore, and then like setting it down. It's usually they sit like on, you know, like on Weld, where it was just the end of the song was just you know five minutes of feedback, and then okay, now we're done. You know, yeah. that's what Crazy Horse is all about. It's like feeling it when when it can start and when it finishes and we, stuff. And they nailed that on Fillmore. Like you feel every song on this. You feel yeah. like from Everlong to a fucking 16 minute cowgirl, which rules like (laughs) fucking rules. I like what's, what's great about cowgirl is both versions get me in different ways. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when Mm -hmm. he does, when he breaks into cowgirl on um, Massey and it's everyone recognizes it. That was my favorite part was cause we went on a me and my wife went up to Maine a couple times in the, this little break we've had. And so I, I just beat Neil to death with everyone in the car. But, uh, 
I did that dumb thing that everyone does where he would start a song and I'd be like, helpless, <laughs> cowgirl. And then I'd be like, now they're going to clap once they recognize it. But I'm cool because I recognize <laughs> it first. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I, asshole. I'm a fucking douche. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, but the version of cowgirl on both gets me. Like, I think maybe that 16-minute version is my favorite version of Cowgirl ever, except for the acoustic wow. version, because the acoustic version is also fucking awesome. Yeah, it's completely different, too. Yeah. That's what's great. He's not just kind of playing it acoustic. He's making it a whole new song to fit what he's doing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we go do another... Can we go to um, Winter Long? Yes. And... Yeah. The first, I didn't write down the time. Sorry, Luke. The first chorus. All right, let me look for it. When he goes, come back now. All right, hold on. I love that that come back now. And it's like it's the kind of harmonies it's like Jagger and Richards. They're not perfect. Yeah. But together it just hooks you right in. Is Danny yeah. taking lead on this? No, I don't think uh, so. It kind of sounds like it a He's pretty bit. much right up there though. He's right up there. When they're yeah. singing, it's not like he's in the background. Yeah. You know, it's like Cinnamon Girl. When we loud. did Everybody Knows This is Nowhere, Russ went through it. You were saying that he's pretty much equal. Mm. Yeah, he, I mean, he's and singing on lead, Cinnamon yeah. Girl. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, he he he's he's right up there with Neil. Like you, you, it becomes indecipherable at times for sure. Yeah, they're and not. Danny, they're, Danny really knows how to sing with Neil for sure. And then yeah. I I believe speaking of Danny, this version of Downtown is the same one they use on mm-hmm. um, yeah Time Fades Away. No, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the yeah. night. I think it, I yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. And the other thing about Winter Long, that's another, like, a lot of uh, Zuma. It's like another blue, or, and everybody knows this is nowhere. It's really another blueprint for, like, 80s, 90s alternative rock. Like, for, we mentioned Buffalo Tom earlier. You know, like, those guys were listening, yeah. you know, listening to this. Or, or it's just, you could just hear a lot of that in Crazy Horse at this time with Danny. Yeah. It's also one of those Neil songs that doesn't really have a home. 
that there's they're yeah. kind of accumulating. Like, and people say decade, but I don't really count decade. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm not crazy about that version. This one to me is I like a lot better. Agreed. Is this anywhere else? Is that is Winterlong anywhere else? I think that's it. Yeah. No, we heard it on. Oh yeah. You, yeah. 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 Yes, I mean, there definitely. was that Foo Fighters album, but they called it something different. So. <laughs> yes. Um, before I forget, um, sorry, I'm taking care of business here. We do have a couple five-star reviews. Uh, one is from Australia, but I can't remember if I read it before. Did I read a review from someone named Pete, not Pedro? I don't know. Let me read you a minute of it. I think I feel like I did, but I don't remember. It says, do you want to know how Neil used a half-diminished 11th C-sharp over an A-flat bass root? Oh, tone? yes. Yeah. Okay, I did read that? Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll skip that one. Nick Anderhoey left us another review. This Nick Anderhoey loves leaving reviews, and we'll take every one of them. Um, and he, he's now figured out. So when you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it no matter what you write. Uh, and Nick, and it, but when you do that, I think there's like a little gap. There's a time gap. It's uh, like it doesn't always release when you post it. But Nick Anderhoey has figured out the timing of it because this is called Two Fine Live Releases and Morricone. <laughs> uh, five-star review says, Greetings. Live at Fillmore is great for a live rockin' down by the river and a cowgirl in the sand. Both had me mesmerized. Live at Massey has such a big backstory to it. All those epic songs for the first time, and he nails it. Please check out Ennio Morricone's Cinema Paradiso, main oh, theme yeah. and love theme. Pat Metheny and Charlie Hayden do a beautiful version. Oh, Pat Metheny. Pat Metheny, okay. Um, or the Symphony in Venice, dude. Hope your gigs are going well, but I'm holding on to the threads of time. And with you, I feel no hidden path. He always ends with a. <laughs> uh, who? What? Who is? I've I've never heard of Pat Metheny and. Pat Metheny is um, a guitar player. He went to Berkeley. Okay. Uh, he's just a, one of the finest. Good. Well, he was like a jazz guitar player, but he's gone beyond that now. He's been around for. I think almost 40 years why is he telling us to check out ennio is it did we talk about I, i'm sure i did ennio? yeah i brought up ennio morricone because i think one of the songs it's been fucking a year since we've done our podcast but what was <laughs> what was the last thing we did one of the songs that had like a vibe where i was like this sounds like an ennio morricone the last album we did i think it was tonight's it was prairie wind right prairie wind yeah i think there was a part of prairie wind where i was like no, it was living with war Oh, Living With War, that's right. Living With War, yeah, okay. And one of them had a part where I, I mentioned Ennio Morricone. And he's my second favorite composer of all time. I think he's one of the best of the best of the best. <laughs> with honors. I love Ennio. Yeah, all right, Men in Black. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he, he said something there that I wanted to... You want me to read back? Expound on. No... No, but while we're on um, well, the huge, like the huge backstory to backstory. Madison Hall, you know, not just playing all those tunes, but remember we talked about this. Remember he had back, he had back problems. That's right. He slipped a disc. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was in constant pain until he had the back operation. So he was in pain when he was doing Massey Hall. Maybe. I don't know what kind of drugs he was taking, but, you know, he, he does say at one point he drops his pick. That's and right, he yeah. says, oh, yeah, bending over is a problem right now. It's not a good thing. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so he had, like, back problems going into that. I and... was taking bird stem cells. <laughs> Beak cells. 
I bet I hurt my back lifting a model train. <laughs> but yeah, on, you had that. Come on, Russ, had, man. You got to throw in. I know you're sick, but you got to throw in a little Neil, man. Come on. Oh, man. I, I don't want to do a sick Neil. Do a sick Neil. Do a <laughs> sick Neil. No. I feel like crap. Give me some <laughs> honey slides. <laughs> come on. Do a sick Neil, Russ, man. No, I don't Give know. us a goddamn sick Neil, man. I can't. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I don't have anything up my sleeve. My, my Neil sleeves are empty, man. Also, at the end of uh, of uh, the Fillmore, you hear James Taylor oh, playing crazy. on the PA. Is it? Sweet I, baby I forget. Yeah, Jane that's right. Sweet I wrote baby that. James, down, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I think that's yeah. hilarious. But I mean, yeah. they were yeah, and that's kind of funny because he shows up on Harvest. Yeah. Like James Taylor was like the shit at one point. Like he was like the hip new, you know, guy. You know, he was like, like Neil was, he's like this young guy coming out of nowhere with these amazing songs. And then he just became a friggin' a warm comforter that just came out of the dryer. I don't like <laughs> how much you like. And wraps around, you wrap it around yourself and you eat those pancakes. I already forgot his name. What's just with your hands. You don't even use goals. a fork. You just pick them up with your sticky hands and your warm comforter and you rub them all over Russ, your balls. Russ, how much money do you want to bet that we can't see Mike's notes, but he definitely has written down, bring up James Taylor as a no. segue into <laughs> yeah, I did not know. <laughs> Pause to let Luke make penis yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um these are these are great albums and it was it's great that he released them so close cuz it's it's both of it's, it's that thing we since the beginning that we've talked about Neil's obsession with city and country and the duality of like mm-hmm. playing hard shit and playing acoustic shit, being Dylan and being fucking Jimi Hendrix. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. his his constant thing and so of course he's going to release both of these was it w- within eight months of each other or whatever it was? Something yeah, and it's like great that. a great contrast just to show that you know how he <laughs> how he alters the songs did, in different um, situations. And I love. Did I read? I'm trying to remember this. I, did Miles Davis open for the yeah Fillmore show? That's an amazing night at the Fillmore. Man, so it was it so wild. And my it was uh, Steve Miller Band opened the night, and then it was Miles Davis, and this was Miles Davis at like you know, his bitches brew period where he was like, had like a 12 person band. He'd like two drummers, two bass players. He had uh, like John McLaughlin on guitar, you know, from Mahavishnu orchestra. He had like this huge electric, like Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock were both playing with him. He had this massive electric band and basically played one song. Herbie Hancock. He just played one like that, and I don't know if you guys listen to any Miles Davis in the seventies and those Miles Davis, yeah. these big double electric albums that have like three songs on them, you know. Yeah. And it's just when he would play, and he has released that performance live at the Fillmore East. So if you find Miles, Miles Davis, did? I'd watch that. Yeah, he's so it's like if you listen to that Miles, I listen. I've, I would listen to that over the time. I was like, I went because I have it, and I'm listening to. It, I'm going Neil Young's going on after this. That's a it's hell of a so show. fucking like unlike anything else that was yeah. out there, and and kudos to Bill Graham for you know promoting shows like that. You know they're not all kind of the same kind of band. I mean, he was just yeah. he would put like Santana and Blue Cheer out there and and just mix it up well, like Ian, that. And I thought that was awesome. Ian Neal would follow that with an acoustic set. 
he didn't. Yeah, he'd come on acoustic. Yeah, so, which, which is, is really fun. amazing because when those those Miles Davis gigs, they're just you know those those shows were like they they had their own ecosystem. You know, it was just like this one long continuous world that they would create swirling electric and feedback and trumpet and, and sometimes a sitar and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden Neil comes out with a chair, you know, and sits down and it's just plays acoustic. My mind would be so scrambled fuck after yeah, that, man. you know, I'd be like, fuck, but I guess uh, from what I was reading, a lot of people left and just hung out in the lobby during Miles Davis. Cause they just were, weren't really what he was in, into at the time. Cause they were super racist. Yeah, they hated. Yeah, that's right. They were super racist. Well, that's. I mean, fuck them for not watching Miles Davis. Well, I can see that if you're like a huge like Neil Young fan, and you're yeah, into Neil Young and Crosby, hey. Stills and Nash, and then Miles Davis comes out and just like blows the place up. I agree with this Russ, friggin' though. jazz fusion experimental, you know, hour long thing. If watching shows is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> No, I, I don't like that. I think if you're going to a show, go to the show. Go to how the show yeah. is supposed to be. And At least get, that's what I like about the, those bills at the Fillmore. The, <clears> the <throat> bands are so diverse, you had a chance to check yeah. out like different kinds of music. And I, also, you, I wish there was more of that now. Not that this matters, but I also read that Miles Davis was a huge <laughs> piece of shit. He kind of was, yeah. He didn't treat women very well. I'm, I'm surprised Cicely Tyson stayed with him that long. And he was kind of... I don't know. I read his autobiography and it just came across as, you know, he was kind of racist himself. Really? Like, and for good reason. I mean, he had some really bad experiences Wait, in he, his life. Was he the, the basis of the first Chappelle show? No, no. <laughs> oh, what's his name? What the fuck is his name? Something Biggins or something like that. Tyrone yeah. Biggins. Tyrone Biggins. <laughs> Black, white supremacist. No, Russ, when, when I say racist... It's like anybody can be racist. All right. So when I say racist, that just doesn't mean racist towards African-Americans. You know, African-Americans can be just as racist as anybody else. Oh, I know. And he, and he was, it's just, he just came across as being a little racist later on, yeah. you know, with white people. But, you know, then again, he, he went through a lot of shit. He was beaten up by cops yeah. You know, white New York cops and stuff like that. He, you know, he grew up in St. Louis and despite his family being, you know, fairly well to do, his father was a dentist. Um, he still, you know, experienced extreme racism. Yeah. If you know, anyone, until he, yeah, not that he I gets mean, a pass, but if anyone like, if I get it, oh, Miles Davis is racist. Yeah. I would, I would assume. And honestly, I would, I would understand if any black per- person was racist towards white people. <laughs> In right. America, it's a fucking four hundred years of racism that we just pretend didn't happen. So yeah, but I mean, it doesn't make it. I get it. it <laughs> I know you can be well. You know, yeah, you can be suspicious, and but I don't think being racist. I don't know. I don't think there's any excuse for it. Yeah, because because I mean, no, you you're saying all the white all white or, people are the same, which that's not true. No, of course not. I mean, you guys aren't racist pieces of shit. Not that I know of. You don't know Try not to be. I don't know that. When I leave, who knows what you guys... I mean, we both are towards Asians, of course. Asians. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, yeah. uh, I understand that. Sure. <laughs> but see, as an Asian, I'll just keep my head down and, and keep working. And then when I'm rich and I'm on doing an infomercial on so TV, me and Russ I'll be are, like, you know, call this number, fuckos. So me and Russ are, are we're new racist. We, we make up stereotypes based off of off of the people we interact with now. So our Asian stereotypes are all about you, Mike. 
Oh, great. We know that all Asians are bad disc golf players. Oh. Unfortunately, that's a fact. Yeah. Are you not good? I always assume you're good, which is why I never want to play with you. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not good. No. <laughs> okay. The other Asian guys I see in the course are fucking phenomenal, though. <laughs> they're really good, but they're the kind of guys who, like, you know, play every day and yeah. shit like that. But no, I'm not. No. Please never, ever think that I'm any good at disc golf. I still, of, well, I still want to play, though. Yeah, we got to get out to yeah, Devon's. You guys got to show me around Devon's. Speaking of Asians... Is anyone, yeah, are you, yeah, are you, Luke. Guys, are you guys watching the Olympics? Is anyone? Does anyone care about the Olympics? I've been watching a little bit of it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have cable, so it's. Uh, I, I've I've been enjoying it. You know, I love watching the skateboarders. I think that's pretty cool that I that's an Olympic the, yeah, that sport the now. Skateboarding is the worst part of the Olympics. I won't lie to you. You know why? Because they set up a course for it that looks like your average office plaza. Yep. You can't tell me there's no fucking office plazas in Tokyo. Like one of the business capitals of the world. They don't have some elaborate office plaza with stairs and rails and shit you can fucking bank on and ride and shit like that. Why do they just use one of those? Now it's, it seems so hard, like it's contrived because so they boring. set up stairs and rails and they have and to they go through all these them. tricks. And they yeah, drug test yeah, them. It's just, that's ridiculous. Let get us, out like, of here with this car. Let them smoke all the fucking weed they want and then get out there in some office plaza and do their shit that they do every day. That's yes. what, you know, we want to see. Now it's like, it's like gymnastics. They have to do certain things, you know, to yeah. qualify. And it's only on how well they do them. There's no I, creativity there. I thought skateboarding was so boring and I was super hyped for it. Cause I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then what's with the sports that, I, that no one, I, I don't, I don't, if it's just America that doesn't play it, that's fine. It should be. But like, who plays handball? Is there Team like a handball, right? You know what that, that is? For? It's soccer with your hands. It's dumb. It's dumb. Handball stinks. You know what it is? It's it's uh, it's if we said football the way that it right it right yeah handball. It's actually football. No, it's it's handball. You know what it is? It's uh it's water polo for people who can't swim. That's exactly basically. what it is. It's, it is yeah. If they were in a pool, it'd be water polo. Yeah. yeah. So d- I I love that stuff. That's what I love about the Olympics because every four years I get to watch these fucked up sports I never see anything about, and to me that's interesting. I think there should be a model train um, (laughs) event. (laughs) Sick Neil Neil here, everybody. I got to go. I knew Sick Neil was coming out. (laughs) You know, Sick Neil, when Neil was was sick like that, he wrote fucking Cowgirl on the Sand and Down by the River. So Russ is is on the the fucking doorstep of genius here. How about a sick jacket? (laughs) He doesn't need to fucking just die. I already am. All right. Thanks for bringing it back to Neil Russ. Yeah, <laughs> we were yeah. we were doing the Olympic man. Although I have to say, you guys, you got to watch Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart do the post Olympic uh, analysis. Oh, that sounds awesome! It's cool. fucking amazing. I would it's watch really, that. Whoever's idea that was should get a fucking promotion. Um. So just to bring it back to Neil, I'm just reading. I posted the Facebook thing late that we were doing these albums. We're a little bit disorganized, youngsters. You know, fuck you. We're fine. Uh, yeah. But Pete Lacey, who has become a top fan recently, um, he started becoming a fan as soon as we dipped down to like quadruple <laughs> get an episode every four weeks. Uh, but he says both are great, but Massey Hall is really special. I noticed Neil plays a little bit of a Bert Jant. I'm going to say it wrong. Yeah, Bert Janch. Oh, Bert. Yeah, it's Bert Janch. Janch I think. riff. I always thought he, it was Janch. But, I thought um, so too. Yeah. Uh, 
plays a little bit of a Burt Jansch riff as he retunes between songs. Really? That's Burt, the Scottish singer-guitarist, not English, as mentioned in a previous episode. Mike, that's a dig at you, by the way. Oh. And then he goes, England, Scotland, same thing. And then he goes, I mean... Don't at me. He says, I mean, I'm a tolerant (laughs) guy, but I can't let that kind of slip go from three podcasting Canadians. Listen, Pete, you motherfucker. Wow. We'll tolerate a lot of shit on this. You can call us dumb. You can call us uninformed. But don't you ever fucking call us Canadians. You (laughs) think we're Canadian? Have you even listened to this podcast? We are way dumber than Canadians. We're fucking assholes. (laughs) There is no Canadian that even those assholes who are trying to start their own fucking Neil Young podcast (laughs) can't be as assholish as we can. Plus, we're from Massachusetts. So we're massholes. So yeah. eat a bag of fucking Canadian dicks. Hell yeah. Go back to Scotland, wear a kilt, <laughs> and jack off on a haggis because we don't give a fuck. Just some Burt Jansch. Yeah. I'll say it although, however the fuck I want. Although Burt Jansch is pretty, if you, have you listened to his stuff? It's pretty cool. I think yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's good stuff. I can see why Neil loved him so much. So he, so I did love Neil's noodling. His tuning then and his noodling goes i don't think it gets uh it gets the credit i don't think noodling in general gets the credit it deserves a well good it's hard noodle. to do it well yeah you know as, as guys in a band it's hard to you know pull off noodling it's you know who talk. failed at noodling all the time and i love them dearly is the black crows the black crows tried to be the grateful dead at one point and they sucked they sucked at it they were I terrible. I don't know. And I love crows. them. I love them so much, but it's, there's not a lot of people can noodle, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't really noodle. I can't noodle at all. Tim is good at noodling, but not good at talking. I feel like you're normally <laughs> either good at noodling or talking. I mean, like in like between song banter, it's a, it's an art form. It really is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tim is, <laughs> he's a great noodler fucking i'm talking like angel hair spaghetti noodling fucking great but if you like homemade like homemade oh i'm dude hell yeah like fucking i'm yeah absolutely like but giada you, like giada de Laurentiis, whatever her name is yeah that, that smoking hot food smoking Network hot gal. mediterranean with yeah. the big teeth yeah yep. <laughs> he is he is that level of noodling He's fucking poly the poly walnuts of noodling. Is is he the is he like up there with Trey? He can he could noodle and Jerry. I'll say it. He he could noodle with Trey. Maybe not Jerry. He could maybe noodle with Jerry. He could noodle with Trey though. I'll say it. Tim is an expert noodler. Can he jump in at any moment with widespread panic? Yes, and he does. Oh yeah, because he has anxiety. Oh okay. When he noodles, he often has panic attacks while he Ah. noodles. But nice. I will say this about Tim, terrible banterer. If you give him a mic, it, Tim sings some songs. He sings a song on our most recent record, and he has one on our record that's coming out. He does great. If you, yeah. If you yeah, you say fucking you, one of my favorites. If you say, Tim, riff a little bit. No, no. He, 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 I can't explain it's it. because Jerry tells the jokes, Dean sings the songs, and gets the girls. I like that. <laughs> Hey, how good is wandering in this in uh in this record? Definitely better than everybody's rockin's version. Oh, so much better, right? Yeah, it's Way so good. Better. Is do we have time to do a comparison? Yeah, hell yeah. Just just like third like twenty seconds of each. Which one you want first? Show. So do do Fillmore first. Okay, here's Fillmore. 
This is a song from our new album. Oh, hold it right when there. Recorded. Okay. This is a song from our new album, When We Record It, right? <laughs> yep. A little slip up from the time traveling vampire because oh, he wouldn't shit. record it until the 80s. Holy Damn. shit. Right? He Damn, kinda, that was tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't catch that. Yeah, man. Fucking time traveling right, vampire sorry. slip up. Classic <laughs> time traveling vampire slip up. All right. It's called I'm Wondering. Everybody's sleeping. Everybody's. <laughs> I still like that record, but do I, I, do, I, do, I do like some of them. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, Russ. Now you're just laughing, right? You just yeah, gotta laugh. Right? Russ, <laughs> Russ, you're literally laughing at the song. You're right. yeah, I feel the same exact way he does. It's just like it just kicked in with the doo-wah. You know, those guys are great singers, but come on. Russ After that Fillmore version, holy Russ, shit. Russ tries to be the, the fucking Neil apologist here who goes, I still like that record, by the way. And I then do. literally bursts into laughter. Because it's just, it is funny when you compare the two. It's like cartoonish, Aww. right? <laughs> it's like the animated version of fucking Human did, Highway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the animator who did like those creepy old Hobbit Remember those? The, no, the, see, I'm thinking it's like Animaniacs. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. the miniature version of the Looney Tune guys doing Neil Young. It's just, there's no comparison. I tried writing a song for the first Space Jam, but I was a few years <laughs> too early. I did, li- I did <laughs> like... This one with uh, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, uh, at the end of the Fillmore one, he, how like young and drunk and stoned him introducing the band oh yeah at the end of uh wondering yeah yeah let me go to that yeah he was pretty high yeah this is a song from our new album called Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown. Huh. That's weird. I thought maybe it was during the song or something. Is it during the song? It doesn't matter. Don't I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I might have. This is a song I might from new album. Give me a second. Wandering. Wandering. 
just going to keep hitting wonder and a bunch of times looking for <laughs> this thing. And I don't know if mentally it's I not worth that. it. Yeah, it's don't worry about it. I'm, Why don't I'm you just in. do sick Neil introducing the van? For <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, okay. oh. Don't, don't, I don't like sympathetic Mike, and he only comes out with a sick. I feel bad, man. He feels like shit. Yeah, yeah but it's only because it's Russ. If you, I guarantee you, if Josh showed up sick, you would not have feel sympathy for fucking Josh. Yeah, that's not you? true. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. I would I just you? no. I'd I poke him with a stick, <laughs> but I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't rip. Congrats him to Josh and, yes, and Laura, by the way. They yeah, had a child. Did they have another baby already? Yeah, another one. Oh no! They, no just it's been it's been, <laughs> it's been that long. Mike breaks the news. Congrats that kid is cute, man. That kid's yeah. cute. Josh and Laura have a cute kid. They made a beautiful baby. Congrats to Josh and Laura. Also, congrats to Laco, a frequent guest. Oh, my God. That's that's right. right. He's a dad. That's going to be a funny-ass kid. That's going to be a funny kid. (laughs) He's going to have a great sense of humor. (laughs) Also, Nails had a kid. No, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. No. Oh, my God. Nails is getting married in like two months. Jesus Christ. Who would marry that guy? (laughs) Also, the the day Nails is getting married... The John, ring is just a nail. I know, friend, I was just saying, yeah. It's, <laughs> our friend John Craigie is playing in Boston, and I can't go to that show. But he said he wants to hang. So oh, really? Yeah, Invite him to the wedding. I'm trying to reach out to fucking Nick's down the road from you, Mike, to do a live podcast, but they don't, they're not getting back to me. A live Neil podcast. Dude. Oh, really? And Nick's? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Oh shit! I'll just go down there and talk to Sean. Tell him that me and Russ would do like a like a Neil set, and then we can just record an episode. Oh, we that's a great that. idea. We should do that. Okay. Yeah, right. let me talk to Sean. Oh yeah, and uh, see if if they're up for it. He he's he's got to present it to the owners, but they're pretty cool. So nice. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then think- uh, the guy just on a side note here, the uh, owner of Joe's albums. And on mechanic, right next to Mechanics Hall here in Worcester, which is a yeah. great record shop. He said, anytime you guys want to do your podcast from here, you oh, know, yeah. and if he has an event going on, it'd be good because that way we get people in the store and stuff. And, yeah, I would do that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, another comment came in on the Facebook. August Carlson says, live at Massey Hall is one of the best live albums ever. Definitely my favorite of all time. Fillmore's version of Winter Long is really good. Um, and then Joe Huster. Massey Hall is basically the prequel to Young Shakespeare, literally recorded three days before. The recording yeah. sounds a little cleaner slash better mixed to me than Young Shakespeare. I find myself listening to it often with a cup of coffee when I'm starting my day. So uh, When I'm having a stack of flapjacks, I throw on Young Shakespeare <laughs> and add a little extra butter. Good old John Locke. I remember playing the hell out of Fillmore when it first came out. Such an amazing record, dominated by Danny, and he really steals the show on the whole yeah. record. Which I no diss to Crazy Horse, but when Danny was was in the band, there was a noticeable difference. Which one was recorded first? Was Massey? Uh, Fillmore was. Fillmore was. That was seventy, and Massey was the next year. So I before Needle on Massey, does he? Was Danny still alive at that point? Yeah, because he hadn't even recorded Harvest yet. Well, I don't think Danny was on Harvest, though. No, no, but Danny was supposed to be on the tour after Harvest, and that's when he died. So when he does that little kind of intro to Needle, he's he's not talking about Danny then at that point. 
Because I always thought he wrote Needle about Danny. I think he is talking about Danny at that point. I thought he's talking because at that point Danny about, was was yeah he was is, is, going he through that. About, isn't he talking about people who have passed away from her? Yeah, and there was there was just he saw it all around him. That was mm-hmm. kind of like tonight's the night was also about that, not just Danny and and Bruce Barry, but it was about and time fades away. He kind of touches on that with like Monday morning and stuff. It's kind of like the drugs took over. Yeah. It was no longer, you know, the hippie dream thing. So, but then the drugs came in and then the drugs took over and it got into harder drugs. And a lot of people were dying all over the place because they wanted to just yeah. get high or higher and, and weed wasn't doing it anymore. And acid was killing people and heroin and stuff. So great version of needle. Um, not my favorite. I think the one that made it onto harvest is better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, so too. And then did you notice on bad fog of loneliness, it feels like he wrote bad fog of loneliness and then took that little acoustic riff he does and just said, I could do something better with this, and then wrote Needle. Do you know what I'm talking about? You think so? Let me play a little bit of Bad Okay. Fog. He does a little Johnny Cash story. A while ago, I was going to do the play for it when I was going to be doing it. But later on, they hired me again. And I'm going to be on the show, and we're going to tape it on the 4th, I think, or the 10th or something, of February. And uh, there's going to be James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt. There's some noodle in Neil. I'm not going to do this song on that show. <laughs> he is <laughs> real old. He is real old now. <laughs> I think right away you can hear I was going to do it with Carl Perkins in the Tennessee Three. It's that midsection. Yeah. 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 So, side note, uh, you know who ended up playing with Carl Perkins on the Johnny Cash show? No idea. Notable racist and anti-vaxxer Eric Clapton, Russ. Really? And Derek, with Derek and the Dominoes, they played with. Uh, and if you see, look up that video on YouTube. It's pretty now? fucking good, man. It's <laughs> Is Clapton an anti-vaxxer now? Did he cherry? Did he put the cherry on top of the ice? Cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Van Morrison. Are <laughs> what like a great fucking guy! Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad people worship him. I I love Eric, but it's get, he's making it harder. Every day. What you I'm, so glad I, I'm so glad I made my stance on that yeah, fucking you brick. Know, you know what, though, Russ, man? And you're right. You're absolutely right. And you have been proved correct. But God damn it if fucking Layla doesn't. Layla's you know, a great song. I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to take, I'm I'm take that away. But, Luke, Tears from Heaven is the fucking worst song that's ever been. I haven't listened to it forever, but I remember loving that song. I remember crying a little bit. Yeah. I remember me and Chu being like, what the fuck? Yeah, that is, oof. I mean, he's, there's, there's, he's written some other really bad songs, but that one became a hit, which is worse because then you so heard bad. it, you know, yeah, the but, supermarket and the yeah. fucking drugstore and then the elevator. I blew, you know, it was on everywhere. I blew you know? my son's mind because uh, he loves, my son's 14. He's been getting into like some of the movies that me and Russ watch, but he loves Goodfellas, watches it all the time, which means he's fucking awesome. Oh, that's a parenting win right there, man. Hell yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, he, <laughs> he's um, a cool kid. he, I said, hey, 
we, we do this thing if we're coming back from a long trip. I let all my kids just pick a song and then me and my wife get to pick one. And I picked Layla because I, I knew he didn't know what that that end was in Goodfellas. And, I, and he's like, why? He's like, why are you playing Derek and the Domino song? I'm like, just wait. You're gonna, you know the song. And then he plays. He's like, I don't know this song at all. Which I thought was weird that he didn't know just the main theme. The oh, right. In Goodfellas, it's just the second half. Yes, the second right. half. And then yeah, that hit, that's right. Like, yeah. like, oh, my God. So. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, Layla, it's the best. If you get dumped, that's the best album to listen to. Really? Yeah, because that's what it was all about. It was about Patty Harrison telling him that it wasn't going to work out. Wasn't that the, you know? the woman who, uh, did she leave him or left? Uh, no, it was, his, it was George Harrison's George wife. Harrison, that's right. And George Harrison is his best friend. Yeah. And they had Again, this attraction to each other. Since day one. Well, you know, he, they finally that's hooked real, up. That's, you know, a real Ted Dan- that's a real Ted Dancing move, if you ask me. That's what, that's what fucking <laughs> You Look Wonderful Tonight is about, too. That's right. That's at the end of that relationship where he's sick of her shit and he wrote You, you Look Wonderful Tonight. So it's funny that it could, they have that two big hits about her. She inspired a lot of great tunes. Yeah, she did. But I'll never give up Layla, man. Um, I mean, he could, you know... That's yeah. such a great album. And I can't get over it. Was he in Blind Faith too? Yep. Because Blind yeah. Faith rules. That's another great album. Blind yeah. Faith is all yeah, the way a, through. That yeah. might be the best version album. of Clapton bands, I think. I don't know. I don't know any uh, of them really well. I don't a know good Green one. I really like Blind Faith a lot. Yeah. yeah that's a great that album. One, and that and uh what's the one is that is it called Blind Faith? The what's the song I'm thinking of, Luke? The one that on that Blind Faith record. I know but it's, like, it's like above its time. It's like it seems like you could a band could do that now and it would make sense. Boy, can't find my way home. Yes. Yeah, I can't find yeah. my way home. That's oh, yeah. beautiful tune. Like a, it's like a you know a, a Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that racist motherfucker pluck. It's definitely not him singing. Podcast. Who who is the singer in that? Steve Winwood. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right yeah. yeah, Steve Winwood's got a great voice. Oh man, he's amazing. If yeah. uh, if you can get over it, listen to uh, the Steve Winwood Eric Clapton live at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, because there's some noodling going on there, and it's good noodling. God, and yeah. both of those guys are killing noodle, it, man. man. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I bet, no, I bet that's great. A few more hey. comments coming in because our youngsters are dying. Um, Sandre Bjorkli Roningen. I think I pronounced that exactly as it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> at, least sure. you rolled, at least you rolled your R's. You Sandre, 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 also a, a, a certified youngster, big fan. Says, Cowgirl in the Sand from Fillmore East is like a 16-minute rocket launch to a cosmic dimension. If I have grandkids and they ask me what rock and roll is, I play them this killer live version of Cowgirl loud. Hell Damn. yeah. Oh, did you guys notice coming out of the uh, chorus, it's like a different structure instrumentally in Cowgirl? Wait, which wor- which version? In uh, uh, Oh, did he say Massey? I meant uh, on um, uh, Fillmore. Phil- yeah, the- coming yeah. Out of- yeah, 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 you're yeah, right. It's yeah, like and the- that's where Billy really shines, man. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it all together. 
Yeah. Do you know yeah. where, Russ? I can play that. No, I think it's, I honestly think it's coming out of every chorus. You know what? Let's play the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Strap in for that rocket ride, boys. Um, Sorry, that rocket. While we're. Um, well, <clears throat> just real quick, John Locke yeah. says, almost forgot to say, welcome back, guys. Your faithful youngsters have missed you. Thank um, you for, thank you for um, being patient with us. We really appreciate it. It's just, you know, life. Yeah. And not, not the, the not the life. album that yeah. Luke hates, but you know, it's just it's you universally know, hated. Life is <laughs> life is uh life is overwhelming at times or too busy. Can we go back to Massey and and just a great example of taking a fully electric song and just completely making it a different song is Ohio. Oh yeah. If you go to 224 in Ohio, it's it's just this mastery of dynamics. 224, you said? Yeah, yeah. And his guitar playing. It's unbelievable. I love it. It's very powerful. is so strong on this it's so good i don't get people who don't like his voice my wife does not like neil's voice at all and it's well at times it's at times it's a little thin and i don't know there are songs where it's just to me it's a few songs where it's just like this is this is not good but there's not one moment like that on massey hall no, his voice I mean, is se- I mean, 70 Neil, 70s Neil is just, I mean. Yeah, this and this was at that time where he was just cranking out tunes, you know, and, yeah. and uh, he was with Briggs, yeah. and he was doing that whole thing where he's just recording when the moon was full. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the right amount of everything, cocaine and weed and whatever lifestyle he was living. That's, you know, that's it to was prove, at his, yeah. that, that's to prove to his vampire brethren, brethren that he's 100% not a werewolf. He wants to make sure everyone knows that he's not a werewolf. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Someday the Twilight books are going to come out and you're going to get <laughs> fucking confused. <laughs> no, this version of Ohio is really, really good. Yeah, um, it's I actually I fucking love when he does when he does Ohio like just on his own. Yeah, and just hearing him, just that like sloppy, fucking stompy. You know, it's because Luke and I saw him, and he did it on electric oh on his God. own, and it was like just him playing an electric guitar alone, playing Ohio, and it's like it, it like on on in theory, it shouldn't work, but it, it's so it's just, it was so good. I with Ohio, I always imagine <clears throat> him bringing it to the band and stills going, "I got a great second second verse, Neil." <laughs> And it just sucks. And Neil's like, "We're just gonna go all." Oh. <laughs> that's that's okay. What well, I how about well, how about I do some uh, how many more? And Neil's like, "Okay, fine, sure." Okay, yeah, just do that. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> Can't you picture just 
Still's writing it just uh, Still's probably recorded a whole other verse and Neil just had it removed after he left. That's why they were never in the studio at the same time. Yeah. That's great, Steve. Uh I'm gonna go and get a burger and then come back and work on this a little more. Just Neil, brush up a few things. Neil, it came out great, but where, what happened to my verse? Uh yeah, the mics weren't on or some shit. Whatever the whatever bullshit you need me to say. What happened? I want to make about? love to you, baby. I want to make <laughs> yeah, love right. all night. What happened to that verse about me my favorite, on the Capitol baby. steps? <laughs> that girl who got shot at Kent State, she would have made love to me. Whoa, oh, God. Whoa, that's, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that's, no that's, that sounds like it would be stills. Yeah. yeah that sounds, that's, that's good. <laughs> We're going to get sued. So the, the CD release of Massey Hall came with a DVD. This is what I wanted to mention earlier about young Shakespeare. So the DVD wasn't the mass. This is so Neil. It wasn't the Massey Hall show. Of course. It was the young Shakespeare show at the Stratford theater there, the Shakespeare theater in Stratford, Connecticut. What a fucking wacko. Because yeah, obviously it was. But then there was like a film. There was a Dutch film crew filming. And for some reason they couldn't use the Massey Hall recordings <laughs> So they used some of, oh no, they couldn't use the, the young Shakespeare recordings. So they used some of the Massey Hall recordings for what they filmed at a different show. <laughs> and the, like, this is some kind of German printing. You can only find it in Europe or something. You know, that's all fucked up. But what I really want to see is it has his performances on the Johnny Cash show on it too. And I'd like to see those. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. in DVD quality. I right. bet you Vinyl Bob has that. He seems I'm, like the kind of guy who would have right? that. Right? <laughs> Is that the guy with the vault in Switzerland? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bet he's got that. He I bet he's got does. three copies on different colored vinyl. Vinyl Bob, you better send us that shit. Yeah, Vinyl Bob. Hey, um, from the Chew, I want to go back to um, to a non-Nietzsche and get your take on a, on a non-Nietzsche. What did you think of There's a World? That was my cut song. That's oh, what really? I thought of it. <laughs> I still don't like that tune. Even without the... It Even sounds less Disney-like, yeah. but it just... I think I'm with you. I think it's my cut song, too. You know no, what I, I don't love it either. I was just curious to see. Yeah, if you I, had it. yeah. I just, it, I, you know, I think it, to me, I, it's more listenable. Yeah. But I just still don't, I don't like it. And then this version, he comes across as, what's his name? Mr. Herbert from Family Guy. <laughs> the neighbor. It's like, there's a world where I have you tied up in my bed with a teddy bear. See, that sounds like a still song. That's right. right? You're right, Russ. That's more still style. Yeah, it's still style. Uh, no, you know, don't, don't, don't let Neil get away with, with it too much, with his Ford arrows. <laughs> um, God damn it. Fucking fruit flies. Come on. Fucking journey through the past, though, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I do like this version of oh shit. What is it called? It was I didn't like the version that was on Time Fades Away. But oh, uh, love and mind. Let, me, let me find it. Yeah, Love and Mind. Love I actually mind I like awesome. this version yeah. better than the one on Time Fades Away. The uh I love go. I love that song anyway. I agreed. But. It's I, I love this ver this version I like more than time fades away but russ journey through the past is great the only thing in, that annoys me is because i get it massey halls in canada well i'm going back to canada Man, yeah. all the dorks. <laughs> shut up <clears throat> right you've never participated in a usa chant in your life never 
No, that's bullshit. Never have. Come on. Not even as, not even when you were in a Christian hip hop group. I will say though, when we would go to youth conventions in Maryland, if they mentioned Massachusetts, I would yell. I'd be like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts. Yeah. Go Pats. Fucking socks. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Buckner. Um, and this Massey Hall's, you know, two strong openers too. Really everything is voice. Just the way he's playing, you know, and, and on the way home and telling me why. On the way home rules. That song yeah. is way better on this version than the Buffalo yeah. Springfield version. Absolutely. Is it Stills who sings the Buffalo Springfield version? I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I, I'd assume mm. it is. But it's like, I don't like it. I, this version's way, he should have. Yeah, this, this is way better. And then Dance, Dance, Dance from Massey Hall. He later changed that around. And it became Love is a Rose. Because yeah. I thought that's what it was. When I was listening to it, I'm like, isn't this Love is a Rose? And apparently he just, he's kind of rearranged it a little bit and put it on, what was that, on Homegrown? You released that on Homegrown? Yeah. And it was on Decade, too, Love is a Rose. Okay. Love is a Rose is better than this. Yeah. Dance, Dance is fine. It's, it's kind of corny, actually. This might be my cut song is Dance, Dance, Dance. It's way better as Love is a Rose. Yeah. Dance, dance. Shut up. Well, do you want to go? You want to go to top threes now and and cut tunes, or do you guys have more to more to say? No, I think that's this is a good. Uh, this is a, I mean, we've covered all these songs a bunch. I, yeah, I think it, we would be. We should mention Helpless because this version is fucking great. Really yeah. great version of Helpless. Um, Helpless is it's one of those songs that grows on me the more I listen to it. It shouldn't. It should be a fairly boring song. It's three chords. He doesn't say much, and the more you listen, the more you're like, man. This is a beautiful song. So, yeah. Anyway. That's the one where you were talking earlier about that loneliness vibe really yes. coming out. <clears throat> and in this version of Helpless. Yeah. Yeah, even more so than the studio version. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we could do top threes and cuts. Why don't we do it per – why don't we start with Massey? You want to start with Massey? Okay. Sure. Um, you want me to start? I, I, yeah, if you want to. I'm ready. But if you want to start, go ahead. My three is Bad Fog. My two is um, On the Way Home, and my one is Cowgirl. I just really like the acoustic version of Cowgirl a lot. So um, Honorable mentions to A Man Needs a Maid, because I think that's a really great version. But I think I got – I really liked it on Young Shakespeare, so it didn't blow me away this time as much. Uh, My three on Massey is Ohio. Oh, yeah. Uh, My two is Down by the River. And number one, and I just – Everything about it is just perfect to me is uh, don't let it bring you down. Yeah. You know, and I know we didn't mention it very much yeah. during the podcast, but I love that version. Yeah, that's my number two. I love it. And part of it is that, that tuning it down and just going right into it. Yeah. It's almost like part of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. My, my uh, three is journey through the past. <clears throat> my two is um, Don't Let It Bring You Down. And I got to go with Old Man just because oh, yeah. that one really, I don't know, it just, it was it, like that song, like you said, it's, it's so burned into us, so it's hard to remove yourself from all that. But I was, for some reason, I was able to and, and experienced it almost like I was experiencing it for the first time. Yeah. And it like really moved me a lot. And I, I just thought it was fucking gorgeous. So. I should have picked that. <laughs> well, it's too late. You got to eat what you got. I'm just I'm joking. Just joking. Have you seen? Oh my God, that's from. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you should. Oh my God, that is. 
This, I don't know how they could, I know I'm digressing, but I don't know how they could have made that show more awkward. Oh, it's so good. Like, and then we've been, we've been slipping these in all the, this whole episode. Yeah. You're not caught. Oh, that's the first one I caught. Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey <laughs> dick. It's, it's the funniest <laughs> show that anyone's ever made. I'm sorry. I think you should leave by Tim Robinson on Netflix is the funniest show. that. Oh, it's so made. good. I fucking love it so much. The Carver Vac. <laughs> you know, for when you get the hot dog stuck in your throat, and then that whole backstory—the shirt, the fucking weird shirt store, Dan Flash, the crazy Dan pattern, Dan, Dan flashes. flashes. Shut the fuck up, Doug! You fucking skunk! <laughs> and then the hat, the oh, fucking yeah. trial, and they're going through the text messages. <laughs> it's just like, Dan Flash is fucking ridiculous hat. What a fuckwad! Oh, the guy looks like a complete fucking idiot. Like, what the hell? With the, <laughs> dice, the dice, the dice. Yeah, he's kicking the dice. The dice. Oh, I have dice in my pocket. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Even, All right. Uh, even All right, the like, little other ones are great. Like even the one with with Tim Heidecker is great too. Oh yeah. The, with the monsters, that alien thing, and at the restaurant. That's great. Like, oh, I don't know if I've seen that one yet. I think yeah, I'm. Yeah. Is that in the first three? No, no it's no. Uh, it's like oh, one of okay. the later yeah. last ones. Um. All right. Cut. Cut song from Massey. But wait, shoot, what did you think of Coffin Flop, though? Come on, Coffin Flop. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, I was watching it with my daughter, and she wasn't really getting it until that. Then she really started laughing. Yeah. You know, so that's funny. so great. It's like, whoa, so Coffin. What the? What the hell just happened? No souls. <laughs> oh, I missed all that. I Unfortunately... Whatever just happened, whatever you guys just said, I don't think it made it into the recording because my fucking thing just went fucking haywire. But Coffin Flop is a good sketch. Okay. Well, I mean, just now or the whole thing? Just now. It just oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I talked to the guys from Film Crickets for two hours and then they said it didn't record. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> I did the movie Awakenings with them. Yeah, they told me about. It. They said it was it was a lot of fun. I good. did Conan and Conan to the Destroyer with them. Nice. Um, cut songs from Massey. Uh, I already said mine. There's a world. I think mine would probably be either There's a World or Dance, Dance, Dance. I think mine's There's a World. It, this was a tricky one. It's like some of his earlier ones where it's really hard to pick a top three. Like when Russ said old man, I'm like, ah, yeah. Like, yeah, because all of it's so really yeah. and just then, great. And then Fillmore has the opposite problem because there's only six songs. Right. Well, you know what? I didn't count Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown I because did. we covered that in uh, oh, cause it's the same Tonight's version. the Night. So I figured, you know, I'm not going to include that in any of the cuts or, or top threes because I, I think it was already in my top three for that mm-hmm. album. I'm going yeah. to include it because it's in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> but only because of Danny. I feel like it can't hurt to throw Danny one more. Danny and the Dreamers. What are, what are they? Memories? Danny and the Memories. Danny and the Memories. Um, Danny and the Moments. <laughs> my three is... Uh, come on, baby, let's go downtown. My two is down by, and my one is cowgirl. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Fucking cowgirl, come on. Stop saying that. I mean, Why don't you just on. fucking throw some water on a fucking steak? <laughs> slop them up. Let's slop them no, up. Slop them up. Mike, I used to be a piece of shit. I'm worried. 
I'm worried that <laughs> I'm worried your baby thinks that I care that that I used that to I be give a, a rat's ass. That I give oh a rat's god. ass that I used to be a piece oh of shit. Oh my god. Chicken Itty spaghetti and chickalinis. <laughs> chickalinis. Itty bitty jeans. Itty bitty jeans. All right, everyone go watch. I think you should leave. Yes. Right. Now. Um uh, so we're doing top three. Yeah, um, live and film. I, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> Too much shit on my face. Stop. No, no one gets this. Stop. I'm telling you, boys. I'm telling you that I am. There's so much fucking birds on me. <laughs> oh, man. All right. My number three is Winter Long. My number two is Down by the River. And my number one is Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. What? And I just love that song. It's a good song. That's I love like, that tune. And I'm the like drums mi- sound amazing. I'm like a mix of you both. My three is everybody knows this is nowhere. My two is winter long, and my one is um, cowgirl. Yeah, cowgirl's so good. Uh, Mike cuts wondering. Sorry. Yeah, so is mine. Even though I like it, it sounds great, but that's you know. Yeah, it's Um, it's the weakest of all the songs. Can we have Joel from the uh, Neil Young Canadian posting Facebook group uh, make another Facebook group called? I think you should kneel instead of I think you should leave. <laughs> I think and you should kneel now. Just kneel memes mixed with um, I think you should leave memes. And so it's like kneel with his hair slicked back. It's like uh, Mike. You, Mike, you watch the. <laughs> it's, a, it's pushed back, Mike. Oh, think okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> but Mike, you watch the Sopranos. I've never seen one episode of the Sopranos what? Okay, ever. Russ, you watch the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, and then. But you didn't watch Seinfeld, Russ. Not all the way through, no. So there's a Facebook group called like it's something Gabagool something, but it's it's Seinfeld. It's strictly memes. It's strictly memes that incorporate Seinfeld and the Sopranos, and it's so fucking funny. So I feel like this is where the internet has evolved to. It's like this, and then one more step before the world ends. But it's great, where it's just super specific things, and now it's mixing the two. It's like there's a whole Facebook meme group dedicated to Arrested Development fake Spotify playlists. Have you seen this? No. It's so, oh my god! It's so what? fucking funny. I can't, it's just. It's like, like you know what? It's like memes are like the puzzles in the Hellraiser movies, <laughs> and eventually someone's going to create one that's going to open the gates of hell, and we're all going to be eaten and raped by demons. It'll probably have something to do with Neil. It yeah, Neil will be laughing because I'm, I'm time traveling out of this bullshit. I'm maybe, going back to 1975. Maybe this meme group is the thing that does it. Maybe that's it. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, man. Can't uh, wait. Bring anyway, it, it was good to talk to you boys. Hopefully we yeah. get one in the next couple of weeks. We'll try We'll try to be more bi-weekly, but no problem. So is it's Chrome Dreams 2 is next, right? Home Dream? Oh, Chrome Dreams. <laughs> Chrome Dreams 2, yeah. Chrome Dreams, yeah. That's that's the next one we're covering, and uh, yes, thank you, youngsters, for being very patient with us. Yeah, we appreciate it, and don't forget to uh, check out the website longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. You can listen to all the episodes there. If you missed any of the episodes, you can also buy merch if you'd like there, and uh, feel free to message us through there also, yeah. and then find us on social media at longmayyouyoung on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, and uh, we also post to the Neil Young subreddit, so you can check us out there. And if you want to be part of our Dangerous Nights crew, you just have to come to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings with us. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. It's the Sloppy Steaks one. Oh, is it the Sloppy Steaks <laughs> one? Okay, sorry. Yeah, dangerous Nights. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, 
right. <laughs> it's good nice. to see you. Good to see you, boys. All right. Get well, Russ. What's Thank what's you. next? Is it we, Chrome? Is it Chrome Dreams? Or yeah. didn't we just? Thanks for listening, Luke. Luke no, I was. About that. I know yeah. Russ cut out. That's why I thought he said home. Oh yes, home it's Chrome Dreams. Chrome too. Dreams too. Yeah. Chrome Dreams too. Indeed. Okay. Is that why in my mind do I think that's another compilation of older it's, songs? Well, there's some older stuff on it that he recorded with okay. the blue notes that he put on there. But remember for a long time, he was supposed to release Chrome Dreams and everybody, you know, he had all these songs on it. And then all those songs ended up on other albums. So <laughs> okay, instead of releasing Chrome Dreams, he released Chrome Dreams 2 because so he's Reason. Neil fucking Young. And that's totally, that's yeah, a different exactly. thing. It's a completely, there's nothing that was supposed to be okay. on the first Chrome thought, Dreams. Yeah. I thought Fork in the Road was next for some reason, but. I'm, I think that's the one right after it. Okay. Chrome Dreams yeah. 2. Jesus. Chrome Dreams 2 next. All right. Well, unless, we're, unless we're doing the Sugar Mountain Live at Canterbury House thing. Oh, is that the next one? Yeah, I will. Uh oh. Yeah, you cut out. Oh, that's over. TSN. Did I? Yeah, you cut yeah. out. Is that the next one? Yeah, I said, unless you count, we don't, but as far as on the archives, it's actually CSNY Deja Vu Live is next, but then it would be Canterbury House. Why don't we do Chrome Dreams 2, but we'll also <laughs> talk about Sugar Mountain a little bit? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you know I love that record. I love the Canterbury, the Sugar Mountain. That, that, that he's it, he's is it that one where he's it's like he's a hilarious a lot and he's yeah hilarious. he's like yeah. it's a really he's really funny in between the songs yeah it's like every and though all of those are separate tracks and it, it's like says songwriting rap or recording right rap. and they also yeah. rap after it because it's right. yeah. so let's do chrome dreams too but we'll also listen to that too okay cool all right cool all right all right guys. guys youngsters yeah. thanks a lot right. all right guys i'll talk to you later Used to be a piece of shit. Spiked up blonde hair, little bitty jeans, chicken spaghetti and chicolinis. People can change. Let the boy hold the baby. Okay, okay. <laughs> it smiled at me. I'm not a piece of shit. I used to be. People can change. People can change. It's a dangerous night. The night is a night. It's the night of my life. I want a dangerous night. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.